Well, I, I don't know. I mean, I have a wide range of views, uh, but so far as my views are solicited on the reasons given by the minister, uh, I would say that you know, as as far as the reasons go, it is, they are not reasons that we that are not without substance. Uh, you know, the South African uh, judicial or justice system has always been oriented against or in, in the interest of either the accused person or the perpetrator, uh, the rights of the accused, etc., etc. But it has never focused on the rights and views of the victims. And I think to the extent that the minister has given as one of his reasons, good or bad, that he has delayed the, uh, his uh, uh, exercise of his discretion in favor of Kanun Parol, uh, the fact that he, the families have not been consulted, I don't think it's a bad reason at all. I think it's a good reason, in fact, in view of also the constitutional court judgment that was given uh, a few years ago, when the president was uh, prohibited by the judgment from granting presidential pardon uh, without the views of the victims, first being uh, cut fast. Mm. Um, how important then is this consultation with the families with regard to the eventual outcome, especially if one considers that they might not be unanimous as families in their views on this? Well, I don't think the unanimity is a requirement. I think what is important is the fact that the families will have made their input. I mean, I, I you know, from everything that I've heard, and I saw that uh, on one of the programs on television, one of the victim's daughters was consulted. And she gave an extraordinary interview to the fact that, you know, even though Dukok had killed her mother, uh, when she spoke to him, uh, she got a distinct impression that he was uh, remorseful. Mm. Something which is uh, very, you know, uh, extraordinary, considering that uh, for those who, in terms of the promotion of national unity and reconciliation act, were applying for amnesty, remorsefulness was not a requirement. So he has gone ex- the extraordinary uh, mile, so to speak, of uh, expressing remorse. And if the victim, or you know, in the form of the daughter of the of the woman who was murdered by the court or on his instructions, is prepared to forgive and say, speaking for myself, I'm, I'm impressed by the fact that she is not, he is not only conducted me, but he has blessed the boss. Who are we in the society to then say uh, that the minister must not exercise his discretion in favor of granting the court parole? If those who were directly affected, I say, as far as we are concerned, were satisfied that he's very boss. Mm. Boss for.
and, 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 and just looking at the front page of the Sowetan, I see another one of the uh, families has come out and said if he asks them for forgiveness directly, they will also forgive him. So I think that point is uh, well made uh, that you've just stated there, Advocate. But then also it brings up uh, questions about our reconciliation process as a nation. And um, I want to quote something that you said some time ago. You said the TRC is said to have had uh, shortcomings. And by that, I mean forgiveness was not part of the process, unquote. Now, could you explain that to us, especially now in light of what is going on? Yeah, as I said, you, know, you will recall that all that perpetrator uh, had to do in order to gain amnesty was to make a full disclosure of the facts relevant to the act or offense related to which they, they were applying for amnesty. And the uh, expression of remorsefulness was not one of the criteria. In fact, quite a guy, Darby Lewis, I remember, uh, made that point explicit when he said he doesn't have to express any remorsefulness, he doesn't have to ask for forgiveness, because that's not the requirement for amnesty. He made it explicitly clear and he was right on the law or his interpretation of the law. But there was always an expectation that if one is talking about an expression of truth by the perpetrator, in, uh, you know, because they wanted uh, reconciliation, that even if it was not a requirement, it was a good thing for perpetrators to say, you know what, we are very also sorry for what we did. Robert my bread did the same thing. I mean, there were a lot of people who were you know, enraged by the fact that he called amnesty. But he had met the criteria. But he went further and expressed remorsefulness, which I think, in my view, was extraordinary, especially uh, in carrying through the, the, the theme of reconciliation that was always intrinsic in the whole, uh, you know, uh, enterprise of promoting truth and reconciliation. Mm. And just looking at some of the anger being expressed currently at the possibility of parole for Dukok, how would you, you know, um, advise us as a country to accept and move forward from this point? Well, I mean, there are two points that uh, that are relevant here. The first one is the one that was made uh, by uh, Alex Borain, who was our deputy chairman in the TRC, and namely that, you know, it's very, it's ironical that the Gok has become the whipping boy when we know that there are people out there today who did worse things than Tigok did, who were complicit with the flatless, who were generals, who were police, uh, you know, ministers, who, who ought to have been tried in terms of the law because the law was very clear. If you don't apply for amnesty, there's evidence that you should have applied for amnesty for the offenses in relation to which you could be charged, then the NPA should have prosecuted those people. And we know that there was either no political will to prosecute the people who should have been prosecuted, or for whatever reasons that have been given, they have, there has not been you know, a, a history of prosecution in terms of the law. And that's why a number of people are very much aggrieved. Because they said, okay, if you are going to suspend justice for a year to give people an opportunity 
to apply for amnesty, then people should have applied for amnesty who should have done so. If they didn't, then they ought to be prosecuted. That's the first point. The second point, and that's the point I have made, I think as a society we must reconcile ourselves to the fact that apartheid justice was no justice at all. And there are certain values in a constitutional order which should make the constitutional order a different legal order than that which we had at apartheid. What were the values that were central to our constitutional order? It were the values of reconciliation, of Ubuntu, and all of those. And for us to be true to those values seems to be that we must be able to be seen as a distinct order, as a new order that promotes those very values that are central in our constitutional order when we decided to become a constitutional dispensation and move away from the horrors of an apartheid legal order, which was, in, <laughs> in the expression of those of us who the struggle, uh, informed by a minister of law and disorder.